good morning to all of you. Philip Dukok signing on. Time to podcast again. And what I would like to do today is to talk about leadership decision making in circumstances of uncertainty. I think you will all agree that although we want to plan in a linear fashion and we want to execute decisions, life doesn't work like that. There's always risk and uncertainty, hidden information. And what I would like to do is to use some of the work done by Annie Duke. She is a world-class, in fact, five times world champion poker player. And what she can teach us about decision-making in circumstances where you do not have all the information. And where you don't have all the information, in fact, you are dealing with risk. So a little bit about Annie Duke, she was a doctoral student in neuropsychology, she had an accident and then she had to stop her studies, she also lost her um, scholarship and then she went to stay with her brother who was a poker player and he said to her, look you're not busy right now, why don't you go teach yourself playing a little bit of poker, there's a game downtown. So. Um, having done that, she ended up being the uh, world champion, uh, they call it the, the World Series, um, gold bracelet winner five times. And then uh, she's in fact regarded as one of the best poker players ever. When, after she left poker, she decided that what she learned in poker, um, she will teach to executives about decision making and specifically decision-making in circumstances which where you do not have all the information. Now, a basic, she starts a basic premise with a little story of a lot of poker players sitting together and talking to each other. Uh, the first interesting thing about these players is obviously they world-class. Uh, secondly, poker players uh, work at night and they sleep during the day. But they like to bet on anything and when they have a little bit of spare time they are apparently um, fanatic golf players. So these guys sitting together and they said look there's one guy they were joking around with him says we don't think that you will be able to get away from this nightlife for too long let's say for two months and go to a small town and just rest a little bit and play golf. Uh, let's call the town Des Moines. So before long they were betting on this and uh, this guy said to them, look, let's make a bet of $30,000 that I will be able to stay in Des Moines for two months. Two days after he landed in Des Moines, he phones his buddies and says, let's renegotiate the terms of this uh, bet. Uh, he says to them, I've now shown you I can stay here. Let's make it 15000 You pay me 15000 I come back and we call it a day. They obviously saw through this and they said no. And two weeks after he uh, left Las Vegas, he's back there and he had to pay the 30000 And she says that what really happens here with these guys who play games of chance, uh, not total chance, is that they tend to make everything related to that bet 
uh, explicit for themselves. In other words, they say, look, this is the information that I have. Uh, I, I know that there's some luck involved here and there's emergent information. So I consider all the potential outcomes of this current situation and then I lock myself into a potential uh, future, a potential in a sense a version of myself. So she basically says that that is opposed to executives who go through more, than, more like a linear process where they say to themselves look let me gain as much information as I can then based on that information I take a decision I lock myself into that decision into that version of the future and by doing that I forego all the other futures that were out there and as we know often these decisions are relatively rigid and we tend to tune them and uh, as we go along so that we can get to the end result. What we really then do is that when we get a specific outcome, we make the mistake of what she calls resulting. And that is where we then say, let's say for instance, we've made a decision, the outcome was not good. Then we immediately assume that the decision was not good. But that is also not necessarily true because good decisions can lead to bad outcomes and bad decisions can also lead to good outcomes. She uses the example of driving a car. You might uh, skip a red robot and not get caught, which is a good outcome, but it was a bad decision. Whereas you can drive according to the rules of the road for a very long time. Uh, in other words, good decision making there. And uh, then somebody else crashes into you while they were, for instance, looking on their cell phone. So a good decision with a bad outcome. And what she says is that we should use, uh, think of decision making in fact, as looking at the odds, the odds of a specific outcome probability, and then based on that and the emerging reality, then take decisions. Uh, and therefore we will be far more successful in circumstances of uncertainty. Because of this tendency to do resulting, Annie Duke says that what we should do is to use results as feedback. In other words, not say, well, it was a bad decision or a good decision or a good or a bad outcome, but we should say to ourselves, look, this outcome or result is a function of one or a combination of three things. One, luck. If it's luck, then basically you cannot do anything about it. If it's skill, obviously you can learn and therefore not make the same mistake next time. But thirdly also, because these things happen over time and therefore you have historical information and emerging information, what she says is that you need to do two things. You need to be able to embrace uncertainty and then secondly, you should become very sensitive to counter arguments in taking a decision. In other words, you should open yourself up to get more information. And quotes uh, Aldous Huxley and says that experience is not 
what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. So the other thing that Annie Duke emphasizes is that one should embrace the idea of uncertainty because that is what life is all about. She cites the work of John von Neumann. He is a contemporary of Einstein, also professor at Princeton, and he basically invented the idea of game theory. And when they asked him about game theory, he said, look, I, I study poker players purely because if you look at chess vis-a-vis poker, then chess really is a calculation. Theoretically, there should always be only one outcome. There's a set number of pieces, there's a set board, and really if you do not win a specific game, it's just because you were not skilled enough, could not think ahead far enough. So he made the point is to say that therefore chess is a calculation while poker is a game. There is uh, information that you don't know, there's a bit of luck and there's the emergent reality. And what she says is therefore it is a good thing to embrace uncertainty for two basic reasons is that if you go to someone and you say, I'm 100% sure that this happened, and that individual is maybe uh, also sure that it didn't happen, then there's a few options for that individual. Either they can feel that, well, they won't respond because they're unsure about their own information, or they would say to themselves, look, I don't want to embarrass this person. Alternatively, they're just not invested enough in your relationship that uh, they don't want to respond at all. If you, however, go to people and you say to them, look, I've considered these alternate futures, these options, these odds, and I'm 60 or 70% sure what is your input, then people tend to volunteer additional information that actually helps you to make a better decision. And through that, you don't only build collaboration, but you also build trust. And that is a very important thing for decision-making. The final point I'd like to emphasize is the point that Annie Duke makes in saying that what we should do is open ourselves up for counter-arguments. She makes the point that specifically in corporate environments, we tend to go into echo chambers where we just basically have a leader, maybe a lot of subordinates or peers for that matter, but then we tend to follow the echo of either the leader or the dominant portion of the group. And therefore we do not consider all the alternatives, all the options of the future because we do not get more information. And what she says is that we should rather open ourselves up for counter-arguments by deliberately sanctioning constructive dissent. And she proposes what she calls learning or exploration pods where you have, let's say, a facilitator 
or a uh, referee and that people are then allowed to make specific points, select specific futures uh, based on their arguments, but then deliberately listen to counter arguments. And eventually, she says, the outcome should ideally be where people thank each other for the additional information they've gained so that they could select the better future for themselves and for the group. So that is my final point. I'm going to conclude the podcast for today. Maybe just a final punt for the uh, information that I used. I read the book by Annie Duke uh, called Thinking in Bets so that I do not plagiarize the information that I give to you. I hope that this makes the essence of the book a little bit more clear. But what I would propose is really buy the book, read it properly. It is really something worth getting to know. So thank you. And honestly, I hope that you will keep on listening. But as I go along, I am sure that I will grow the population of people that will listen to this. And again, saying thank you that you are willing to listen to these podcasts. Philip de Kock signing off. Thank you.